All right, you guys, I'm about to get into the details with Philly-based fashion designer Ratanya Ann for her clothing line and Luchare. Now, she's done some amazing things with this clothing line. It is edgy, sophisticated, bold. It has everything you want in it. And she's going to tell us everything she did about with building her brand, being successful, and how to stay ahead of the competition. Trust me, there's some good details, so make sure you're listening closely. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. Good. How are you? Good. I was worried that there would be some trouble getting in, but it sounds like everything's all good. Yeah, we're good. We're okay. good. Perfect. Perfect. I'm up trying to drink tea so that I don't have this morning voice. Um, hopefully, it doesn't sound too bad. So. <laughs> um. Okay, cool. So we can jump right into it. So as you know, um, you know, Famous the Brand is about fashion and marketing. So I definitely want to talk to you about everything you did from building your brand, how you continue to build your brand, some of the steps it took to get there, and then just what's what we can expect to see from you going forward. So cool. I'm going to jump right into it. So if you could tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you grew up doing. Yeah, so I am from Niagara Falls. Um, I was born and raised in Niagara Falls. I pretty much been around sewing my entire life. My mother, um, she was a seamstress, so um, I grew up watching her sew, and mm-hmm. um, I just adapted it. I've probably been sewing since the age of five. Oh wow! Six. I've been just making stuff for my doll babies and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, I remember I made my first skirt. In the fifth grade, I hand sewed it, and I wasn't so proud of that skirt. Oh, wow. it, was, it was pink. I could remember it like it was yesterday. I was just going <laughs> so, to I, I wish I did. I know. I wish I did. <laughs> I wish I did. But um, so I've been around um, fashion my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, ma- a bachelor's degree in fashion design from Cheney University. Oh, nice. And um, I've been um, a freelance designer, done some um, merchandising jobs, but just been doing this whole thing pretty much my whole life. Wow. Um, so tell me, yeah. what, what inspires you to, um, I mean, I know you said you have a long history of doing this since you were five. What inspires you to keep doing it, to keep you going? Um, I think you, you just have to have passion for it because life happens. Life has happened to me like it's, it, like it's happened to everyone else. Like, we all have a story. But um, I've always wanted to be a fashion designer, always. Um, so just really staying true to me, myself, mm-hmm. um, and just trying to push through the obstacles, um, that's really been keeping me moving and grooving. Got it. So you know what, that honestly takes me into my next thought, because you said staying true to yourself. And one of the things that, you know, is mentioned about your brand is that every design that you create is focused on how you can flatter the real woman's body while allowing women to express themselves freely. So when you thought about that, did you find that there was a need in the fashion industry for that specifically? Um, I, there, there is, because, you know, women are all different shapes and sizes Mm -hmm. and a lot of people mistake my brand for um fashion back in the 80s when when they think it only goes up to a size 
Mm. You get what I'm saying? Right. And for me, I'm a plus size woman. I've never been a size four ever that I can remember. <laughs> um, I've curved, and you know, I know what women like the ones right. with the curves, and I cater to all women. And I have to constantly re- remind people that my brand isn't just for a size four; it's for that size fourteen. Absolutely. You want to? We we all want to look good. Um, and sometimes women that's a size twelve may be afraid to take a risk. So I know my brand is not for everybody because mm-hmm. it's edgy, it's sexy, um, but it's for that woman that wants to take the risk, wants to look really amazing and something curvy and hip hugging and and chic. That's right. Um, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So that, <laughs> that really is um, my focus when it comes to design. So you you know, with intention, make sure, you know, your brand is true to you. And like you said, it's not for everybody. Those who feel confident, those who want to wear it, you know, they can find something for them. But when it comes to the industry as a whole, you know, there's a lot of brands that have um, taglines and slogans and things that keep their individuality. So how do you make sure that your brand stays at the top of mind for other women who want to feel that confidence, who want to feel the sexy, who want to make sure that, you know what, I can wear this too? Um, I think the best example I can give you is, um, a a couple weeks ago, I met with a a store buyer Okay. and she was trying to decide if my brand fit well with her store. Mm -hmm. Um, the target market for the store, the women probably started at age 50, let's say, um, some of my items are long. I also do custom wear, but. She was really, really pondering, like, is this a good fit for my brand mm-hmm. and at, at for my store, excuse me. And at that moment, I could have said, well, you know, I can design something just for you because right. I really wanted to get into the store, but I just could not. Like, I was not going to do that. And this is this is my brand. That's who you are. Um, for sure. This is who I am. My design aesthetic has not changed. People that remember me back at Cheney, I, I've been very consistent with the way I design, I've matured as a designer, but my aesthetic has been very consistent. And if I'm not a good fit for you, I'll find somebody that I'm a good fit for. I'm not going to change because I'm trying to get into a store or because the industry is telling me I should do this. Um, I I really live by that rule of staying true to yourself and staying true to your um, design aesthetic. So I know this goes, this goes beyond designing. This goes beyond everything because when it comes to branding in general, such an important piece of it is authenticity because you in a world where now you have social media that's blowing up and everybody's on the internet and there's people who are trying to figure out what somebody else's secret sauce is or what their blueprint was. And some people are trying to take the shortcuts to what they see as somebody else's else's success. I'm right to know like, okay, you know, authenticity, keep it at the core of everything. But when it comes to your brand, how do you, um, let's see. Well, I guess, you know what, actually, you gave a good example, but what's one thing about your brand that, I guess, we won't find somewhere else, something that's just you? Uh, So this year, I actually expanded my brand, and I incorporated technology into my brand. So I am in the process of doing all the legal stuff as far as getting it patented, but Mm -hmm. I have a signature gown. Um, that women can wear on the red carpet or to a after five event, and you're able to charge your device oh. um, in, in 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 your gown, and it's seamless. Ooh. It doesn't look like 
you're doing anything but looking good. Meanwhile, you charge. Meanwhile, you're charging up your your phone, and you can stay connected to your family and take those selfies that we love to take. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I've been working on the entire year, just trying, testing out different batteries and fabric. It's it's a it's a trial and error, a lot of tests, but I've been working on it the entire year, and that's my signature piece and. That gown right now is currently in the window of Macy's. Okay. That sounds amazing because for somebody who's always on their phone, my battery is always going down. And I don't yes. have to carry around, you know, portable chargers, extra cords, this, that. And I don't want to have to do all of that. We don't want to do that. We don't no. want to do that. We, we, we don't want to be also asking, oh, can I borrow your charger? Exactly. Or standing by outlet trying to charge. You want to, you know, we don't want to do that. I'm telling so, you. Um, it, it was it was a, a task, but um, it's something that um, is, is part of my brand, my signature tech so gown. Dope, yes. So um, that's that's what stands me apart right now in the industry. That's amazing. So speaking of that Macy's, you know, Center City window display. Congratulations on that. That was amazing. Like, thank you. Too. So when it comes to something like that, I mean, how important was that for you and your brand? And then what did that mean for you as a business owner and as a designer? Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you, that for me, um, it was a dream come true. Like, I've always walked past windows and said, one day that's going to be Yes. Me. One day I'm going to have my clothes in a window. And to be able to have that opportunity, and it came to me only because, I was accepted into Philadelphia Fashion Incubator, okay, which um, which is a, a a company here in Philly that helps fashion businesses scale, and they really teach you how to think like a business. Okay, a lot of fashion designers we're so caught up in the fashion, mm-hmm. but if you're not you're not making sales, you're not making money, you're not yeah. in business. Listen, trying to tell um, you, yeah, <laughs> um, so. I had an opportunity to get in that program and being in that program also helped me um, land in the window. So it, it's, it's just That's amazing. Speechless. It's still, the window is still up. It got extended because That's I got a lot of great amazing. feedback yes. from it. So um, it, it, it was a highlight and it still is a highlight in my career. That's a, <laughs> I mean, that's major. <laughs> so big to be in Macy's. And I mean, that's a a centerpiece of Philly as far as like fashion goes because they're Macy's is involved in so many different pieces, especially during like Philly Fashion mm-hmm. Week and so many other events. So to have mm-hmm. your brand, your pieces showcased in the window, like I said, that's major. But thank you. In in the grand yeah. scale of things too, I mean, what is that? Um, what are your thoughts on Philadelphia fashion and how fashion has transformed over the last few years? I'm I'm. You know, oh my new to the city, but I know that so so many people who I've talked to in Philly fashion have said, "Trust me, it has transitioned. It has grown. It has. Designers are popping up. People are paying attention." What are your thoughts on it? Uh, Philly fashion has grown tremendously, and I think the people that's helped it grow they don't get enough credit. Mm. Um, the founders of Philly Fashion Week, Kevin and Carrie, you know, they're two amazing guys that every year they're putting on Philly Fashion Week and they're giving designers an opportunity to showcase their work. And uh, it's a lot of talent that's being slept on here, for mm-hmm. real. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of people are watching Philadelphia designers. 
you'd be amazed who's watching you and who emails you. Right. Just seeing you do something in Philly. So um, Philly is up and coming. So, <laughs> up and coming. So what do you have to say to those people who um, who believe that you have to go to New York is only two hours away. So what do you say to those people who right. feel like you have to go to New York to get noticed or you have to go to no. another major fashion city for somebody to recognize you? No, no. You have to put yourself <laughs> out there. You have to put yourself out there to get noticed. It's not going to come to you. Right. You know, like you have to, you can go to New York City to learn the craft. New York <laughs> has awesome schools, but so does Philadelphia. And L.A. and Miami, right, you right. know, a lot of people have great schools. So I really think it's about um, where you are. Yeah, that plays a part. But also what you put into it, too, is not just going to come knocking on your door. That's right. Um, so, I mean, are there any particular networks or groups? I know you said you were in Philly Fashion Incubator. But aside from that, what other major resources did you have in Philly? Um, well, like I said, I, I, I got a um, bachelor's degree from Cheney. Mm-hmm. So I learned to craft. Um, well, I learned to craft before school, but school you know, polished me up, um, and really just freelancing. Um, a lot of my clients came from word of mouth. So, um, people making referrals and networking. Um, I was never big on, I'm not a real big social person. I really don't like social media. Okay. I have to do social media because of my brand, but um, networking, I've learned to, you got to put yourself out there. You have to network. You got to talk to people because they don't know you exist if you don't. So yes, um, okay. just networking and um, Philly, I participated in the Philly Fashion Week. Um, I participated in um, Fashion Week in, in Florida. Um, so, and that's just being out on social media and networking and people just talking your name up. I hear that. Okay. So, with that in mind, I mean, you, networking, there's this whole idea that mm-hmm. Philly is clicky and people are in certain groups and it takes you a while to break into groups. So when it comes to the fashion industry, there are, there's a belief that, you know, you don't, if you don't know the right people, which is true anyway, right. if you don't know the right people, you have to make the yeah. effort to get to know them. But right, but I thought that Philly is kind of a little bit tougher of a city in that way where you know what, because the city's small and there are people working at things, it takes a while, an extra long time for you to break into a circle for you to get ahead. Well, I think if you are thinking in your head that um, the only way I'm going to be successful or get my break is in Philly, I think you're thinking kind of small because mm-hmm. fashion is global and um, you should be spreading your wings everywhere. Philly is a little tough. Um, yeah, Philly, <laughs> Philly is Philly. Um, but you, you have to think beyond Philly also if you're trying to grow a business. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. now on that very point, actually, there's a couple of people who I know who have been in Philly who are in the industry and said they needed to leave in order to see how big they could be. Now, granted, everybody can leave and come back or you can believe that you'll be great no matter where you go. But a couple of specific people have told me, you know what, Philly's up and coming, but I don't have time for it to wait for it to get there. So let me go to New York, go to L.A., go somewhere else where things are already jumping and the runway's already laid that I can just get the ball rolling. Yeah, I mean, I think that depends on 
your individual needs for yourself and for your business. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're trying to have your own boutique and you want boutiques in different cities, it may be good to branch out. But if your main focus and your goal is silly and it's not working for yeah. you, then then you got to do something different. But I think that's based on the individual needs. And it's also based on a mindset. Like mindset is everything. So if you're only thinking, well, I didn't make it in Philly because I'm not popular or I'm not in crowd, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like, I'm not going to be successful, then you are doggy because you think that's you're negative right. and you in your mindset mm-hmm. a little a little funny. Okay. Yeah. So I want to take it back a second to something you said before. You said you're not a big fan of social media. But this day you have to, you know, use it for your brand because that's where everybody is. So how do you I mean personally, yeah, on a personal mm-hmm. level, I'm I'm not um but business is business. Right. Like you, you gotta you have to be on yep. social media. You have to be on social you media. You know, um, you have to engage, you have to you have to, or nobody knows you exist. So Especially if you're trying to get themselves international. You want people in LA. Right. You want people in different countries and different states to know you. You gotta be on social media. Where do you put most of your focus? Is it is it on Instagram? Is it through your emails? How do you find it's best to communicate with your, you know, your customers, your audience, your the group of people who you're trying to hit? Is it word of mouth? Do you hold events? What's the best way for you? Really it's a combination. It's a combination. Um emails, word of mouth, a lot of word of mouth, um, Facebook, Instagram, ads, you know, anywhere I can yeah. get it. Yes, I'm buying I buy ads so I can extend my mm-hmm. reach. Um, you know, just that's part of marketing and branding. So any angle I can think of that's going to put me in front of a potential customer, right. I, I try to use And do you that. have a team that helps you with that? Or did you, I mean, you start on your own and then eventually you start adding people over time to help you out? Yeah, it's, it's, it's no way if you're trying to scale a business and, and get to a level that you can do things on your own. And um, I thought that at one point, oh, I don't need no help. I can do this by myself. Oh, no way. No way. It's no way. It's impossible. So find your um, team. Because I think that's also important, just like how authenticity is so important to you. You want to bring on people to your yeah. team that, you know, truly believe in your brand. I do. I do. And I like giving people chances because I was that intern knocking on mm-hmm. doors in New York City. Like, yo, I'm up, I'm a, I want to be a designer. <laughs> I want to work with you. And I had to work close them out. You know, like I was that mm-hmm. person. You know, um, fortunately, a designer gave me a chance as an intern. Um, so I'm real big on giving people chances until they show me it's not for them. And that happens a lot because they see you on social media, they see the shows and the glam and they think that's what it's about. It's probably one of the hardest jobs ever. It's not easy. So how big is your team now? Um, it's just a team of three. It's three of us. And And, um, God willing, I can, um, bring some more people on. But um, for now, I'm in a good place, keeping it yeah. small, staying in my lane. I know what I can afford, what I can't right. afford. <laughs> um, so it's it's a small team of us, and we just we making it I work. Say, I mean, hey, even with that team of three, you were getting it done. You are out there, and you're right. in the like in the public eye, in the fashion eye. So obviously, it's working. 
<laughs> Thank you. So I do want to know, actually I have a question for um, if you could tell your old self to do something different then that you have learned now, what would it be? Would it be, you know, how you charge for your designs? Would it be something about work ethic? What would you tell yourself that you learned now when you had first started out? I would um, take my business classes. Okay. Yeah. um, The old me was really focused on fashion designing. But when you run run a business, really design is 10% of you running the business. Mm -hmm. Um, So you really have to change the way you think and think like a business person. So taking those business classes, and you don't have to go to college for this. They have all type of seminars and things that you can sign up for, and um, I, I would have took a, taken advantage of that years okay. ago. I'm doing it now, but, but I, I would have okay. did that years ago. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. along those same lines, um, when it comes to success, now this is a question I heard recently asked to a few people, so it only made sense that I brought it up again, but when it comes to your definition of success, I mean – You've seen, I'm sure you've hit a lot of milestones throughout this process, but how has your definition of success changed from when you first started out to what it is now? Because now that you've grown, you've been in the business for all these years, that definition might have changed for you. Um, It has, it has. And that comes with, like you said, milestones. It comes with growth and getting older (laughs) Mm -hmm. too. Um, So... Success may look like, oh, I dress a celebrity client. I'm mm-hmm. successful. Oh, I have 30,000 followers. I'm successful. Um, I know if I'm saying, oh, I met my, my goal for myself and I'm able to maintain my business and my household and I'm happy. Um, I'm happy. I'm mm-hmm. successful. Um, so... Me being happy is me being successful. Fashion, my business makes me happy. I'm, a, I'm also very realistic now um, um, and make wise decisions, and that all plays into how successful or the route that you're going to go to become even more successful. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people lose that, um, you know, when you have a passion for something, when you're working in it and uh, you know that this is what you want. You cut up. Can you hear me? I was saying a lot, of people, a, bit, I feel like a lot of people might lose yeah. that that goal or that sight of happiness because in the beginning, especially when you're just starting out, it's about, you know, I got to make the money back that I put in or I have to charge three times as much as I did for this because I need to see profit. I need to do X, Y, and Z. So a lot of the times, and understandably as an entrepreneur, you know, when you're starting out, you're putting money in, but I feel like there's a, a, a loss sometimes of having sight of the end goal. So you try to win so fast in the beginning that you forget that, okay, I started because I'm actually passionate yeah. about this. I actually care about this. This makes me happy versus I need a dollar sign. I need to check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we do need a dollar sign. <laughs> yes. we, do, we do need to check right. to, to pay bills. We do need that. But you also, you mm-hmm. can't lose sight of why you started, how you started um, and that kind of yes. all pushes you to that, to that bag, to securing, securing the bag, you know, um, your passion for it, but you got to be realistic also, because listen, I've had times where I was like, I didn't know mm-hmm. where the next dollar was going to come from. Um, 
So you still have to do those other things like work a job, work a full-time job and hustle to really make it happen. And that's the part that people don't see. And I think when you're able to share your story, like this didn't happen because I just said, oh, I want to be a fashion designer. And I didn't work full time. Yeah. And I wasn't up in the middle of the night. You know, it's, it's really behind, um, behind right. all that, how you become So successful. throughout this whole process, what has been your, I guess, biggest lesson? What instance or particular situation has taught you one of your biggest lessons? I don't know, that might be a little um, hard to think about because you have so much time in the game. <laughs> it, it, it. <laughs> and it's like, is there one moment that you know where, um, I don't know, you may have, you gave the example before of, of someone um, about putting your work in someone's store, but is there a moment where, you know, maybe somebody told you something about your design that made you take a step back or anything about your business that at the moment you could have been considered a failure, but you use that as a, a lesson to push forward? For me, um, you Philly's really small. Philly's really small, and um, I always tell people, don't burn bridges. Don't. You never know who you who the fried ice cream, and depending on what somebody else is going to tell you, then you're going to set yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. Um, so it goes back to what I said in the beginning, just really kind of staying true to you and knowing you. Um, and that's always been a lesson for me. Like, I'm not going to, all money is not good money. Right. Um, and I've learned I've some hard lessons. That's in your face doesn't have your best interest at hand. They, they, they're not out for you. Mm-hmm. They're not for you all the time. Yep. And you, you learn that through those experiences. Um, but I believe if you're a good person, and you stand true to yourself, you know, those lessons come back and you got to let them deal with their issues because that's not your issue. And that's something you kind of learn along the way too. like, you got to stay focused. So just really people, like people have taught me lessons in this industry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's a tough industry. It's not, <laughs> it's not nice. It's not a nice industry. <laughs> it's yeah. a tough industry. Life is not going to be easy. It takes a second to figure it out. You know, they do say it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. So <laughs> it ain't going to come easy. But the race so, does go to those who endure. So, hey, you got to stick through it. Yep, yep. So what is next for you? What's on the horizon. I know you told me what you're working on. Is there anything else outside of um, what yeah. we already know, what we are already seeing? Any tidbits, any secrets, any what's next for you? So right now I'm working on um, my fall 2019 collection. Mm-hmm. Um, currently as we speak. So I'm just, you know, doing what I have to do to, to, to get, get that out That's there in front of people. Oh. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm really, really excited about that and um just expanding the whole fashion tech part of my brand, mm-hmm. working on that. So I'm I'm working on some things. I'm excited about it. I don't like to talk things up too much when it you know when when it happens, it happens. Right, yeah. But I'm excited about my new collection and um just, you know, making women feel even more amazing and beautiful. I feel like that's so cool. I mean, I'm not a designer myself, so I don't 
you know, I'm not in that space, but it's so cool to be planning for fall 2019. You know, we're in 2018, just in general, where you're already thinking ahead. You're thinking of not only the trends of where the industry is going, but you're thinking of, of you, your consumer, everybody who, you know, you've taken in what you've seen in the past. You've taken in the lessons that you've learned from your brand, what is sold, what didn't work, and how you can transform that into the future. Literally, fall 2019. Yeah. Yep, yep. You gotta, it's, it's definitely about planning. <laughs> you don't plan, uh, it's not going to be a good look for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for somebody yeah. who's looking to break into fashion, just give me a couple quick words of advice that you would give to them, um, not just in Philly, but in beyond. Somebody who's looking at you, get their feet wet in this, somebody who wants to be a designer, and or just in fashion in general, and just what steps would you recommend taking to get there? Talk to people. Get a mentor. Get a mentor. Get a mentor. Practice your craft. Practice your craft. Those are the two major things, and um, you you have to have somebody you can talk to because you don't know you don't know it all. You think you do, but you don't. <laughs> it's so, um, it's so true. I have I have two mentors. Okay. So I, I would encourage young designers to have a mentor and practice your craft. If you don't want to go to school for it, YouTube, you can learn it on mm-hmm. YouTube. Go to the fact store. Practice, practice, practice. Just making yourself better so you know the terminology. You know what to say. You know what to do when you're in front of a large manufacturer and you're not like, but, oh, gosh, I'm stuck. How do you find mentors? Because I know, you know, sometimes it, it just comes easily from it's, it's people that you've been around for a while. People who eat, Some people just ask, hey, look, I've been watching you. I've been on your page i've been in your workshops i've been at your classes and i can see that you are some in the direction where i want to go can you be my mentor for others it's not as easy how do you navigate finding somebody who can be that person for you um i I really don't think that's the easy answer for that you really should just have to put yourself out there and ask you never know what people will say um i ask people all the time stuff i contact different celebrities and I DM them what's the worst that the, what's the worst that can happen right. they tell me no you tell me no you tell me yes this is wonderful um you gotta you gotta just do it if you see somebody you admire you love their work you like the way they move um they they're they're passionate you know they have good character hey you have you know an hour I could pick your brain right. I can ask you some questions buy you coffee um and and just be genuine with them. People love just real people. You just gotta talk. Just ask. <laughs> just talk. you ask ten people, one person gonna say yeah. Tell me, it's not easy to talk for some. Well, it's that, not. It's not. Yeah, when you have social media, where it's like it's easier to be to do a quick short message. When it comes to that longer conversation, it's so hard for some to find the words or that fear of rejection that kind of prevents them from moving forward? I think going to um, fashion events um, and just being in front of a person, um, that's always good. And following up, getting their contact information, sending them an email. They read the emails and, hey, remember me? I met you, boom, 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 boom. And you just develop a relationship. That works too. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, we definitely got some good information. We had a good chat. I mean, I personally know that there's some 
things that I have to um that I continue to work on, even when it comes to social media, staying on top of it, staying on top of posting, staying on top of emails and follow ups and all those things. But it it's not makes easy. a difference to push your <laughs> brand forward. So Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining and I truly appreciate Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. And we will chat soon. All right. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, Famous Fam. That's been another episode of Famous Talks with Christine. If you want more information on Famous, visit me on Instagram at A-F-A-M-U-S Company or online at F-A-M-U-S dot C-O or, of course, shoot me an email at info at F-A-M-U-S dot C-O. Until next time.